0: Welcome back to the Chicago Marketing Podcast presented by Mignani Continuum Marketing. I'm your host Michael Dennis. We are welcoming back one of our favorite guests here into the studio today, Taylor Gaines, the CEO of TNT Media. Welcome back, uh, Taylor.
1: Thanks, Michael. That's so sweet. I'm so excited to be back. And, you know, this is I would say my favorite podcast. So I'm wow, that's that's to be... a ringing
0: endorsement <laughs> considering excited. there's thirty thousand podcasts in the world.
1: So I'm excited to be featured again. um you know, so excited to be here to be talking about my event series. So thank you.
0: No problem. Thank you. Uh, I think the episode that we had with you earlier on this year was one of our best and most informative episodes of the year. I think you're a great and natural guest and we had a whole lot of downloads and a lot of great feedback. So it's it's a pleasure on my end to to have you back. Uh, Taylor is here to talk about the relaunch of her event series powered by social media. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but they have a new event. It's going to be uh, next Thursday, October 19th here in downtown Chicago at the Co Networking location. Uh, Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about uh, going on hiatus with your um, networking series and why is it coming back?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll kind of uh, backtrack a bit to tell you why I started and then kind of why I went on hiatus for a few months. So I started the event series under the pretense of everything is powered by social media and through you know talking to clients and prospective clients and just I really realize there's such a huge gap still in education for those to understand, you know, you know social media isn't search marketing. Social media isn't branding. Social media isn't PR. There's all these things that social media isn't, but there's a lot of overlap into what social media is because social media can influence your branding. It can influence your PR. It can influence your uh, search marketing. So there's all these overlaps that social media crosses into, and there's all these relationships uh, that social media has to the other areas of marketing. And, you know, unless you're really into digital media and you're really kind of in it you don't really understand what those terminologies you know mean Mm -hmm. or how the crossover works nor should you that's that's our job (laughs) Uh, that's our job to inform you and so you know through that i really realized there's a huge you know gap of education so i wanted to start something uh that i could you know well a Learned how to talk slower so I could present better because, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe one day I could be a TED speaker. That would be a really fun, fun thing to do. Uh, but and be, when you're a TED you know,
0: speaker, you ju- it's not a race. You not, you're not <laughs> trying to get to the end as quick as possible. You have to have a little bit of uh, cadence and, and natural right. structure.
1: And so, you know, I figured this would be a fun opportunity to both practice my speaking, but also, you know, take the same values I I like to bring to my network of connecting, bringing people together and educating, um, you know, under one roof, to be able to host something that's under, I say, three adjectives, fun, quality and informative. And that's how I kind of design the experience. So, um, you know, with that going into this this past year, so we launched it in 2016. So um, we had a few events in 2017. And then uh, the last venue we were working with uh, there was a lot of miscommunication, management turnover, things like that. And it was really impacting the kind of fun aspect mm. that I wanted to build. Um, and so I felt that was a critical piece of the experience I was creating. And because I felt I wasn't having fun, I didn't feel my audience would either. So I wanted to put it on pause and you know regroup, refocus, because I care a lot about the experience um because i mean you're you you know how many events we've gone to where people are speaking and you're kind of like yeah cool i learned stuff but i don't really remember what i learned and so yeah
0: there's no direct takeaway it all, it all just kind of evaporates into the ether as soon as it's done sometimes
1: right so that's why i really focus on the elements of fun and quality even on the elements of informative because i'm go- i'm going to presume that people aren't going to remember everything that was said but it's I, a safe presumption. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really want to make sure that people walk away being like, I have five people I can follow up with tomorrow. And that's the part that I really, really care about because I want to make sure the quality of connections are being had. Um, you know, the aspect of hosting. I like to make sure I know the majority of people that walk into the room so I can make sure the people I don't know, I can introduce them. Kind of help break the ice because. You know, there's so many networking events you go to and you walk in, you're like, mm, twiddling thumbs. What am I doing? I'm going to
0: play on my phone. Pretend I'm busy right now.
1: Yeah. And you're like, OK, where, where's the drink station so I can, <laughs> you know, feel a little less awkward and weird. Um, and so I really want to, you know, again, make sure the quality of the experience is <clears throat> is great for everyone because I want my outcome to be, you know, hey, I went to this event. I met some cool people. I learned some cool stuff and I had a really positive time. And that, that's the outcome, my desired outcome that I want to achieve every time.
0: That's great. Um, getting back to something you said a few minutes ago, talking about what social media is not and what it is. You touched on PR, you touched on search and you know, take into account experiential marketing. You know, social media isn't any one of those things, but if there was a giant Venn diagram, I think the social media circle almost touches on everything. Absolutely. It's, it's this it's this weird new thing that we, you know, is is still almost the Wild West in some ways. But it touches on all of the important aspects of these different aspects or these important traits of different aspects of marketing and kind of combines them into one thing. And our goal as marketers, especially working in social media and digital media, is to combine all of those and make it a seamless experience. So I, I think you're, you're dead on about you know, what social media is. And kudos to you for trying to enter t- to educate, uh, also entertain, but also educate. You know I've been in tons of meetings with clients, and you know, quite often there's a generation gap and having to explain like what social is and, and what's, what it can do and what its potential, it's more than just a like on a page or, or a oh, comment. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, I find uh, when I explain social media, I explain it as, as um, the difference of, of explaining social and talking social comes down to tactics and then reversing tactics back into strategy. So rather than, you know, most conversations go strategy and then downward, social is this weird topsy-turvy platform because you have to talk about tactics first before you can talk about strategy. Mm -hmm. But they're working in parallel and they're working so closely together. So whereas you would take the strategy of like, we're trying to increase brand awareness. Well, When it comes to social media it's then having to understand the well what buttons do i click how do i use those buttons and then what's the proper way to deploy that and so you almost have to really understand like what is everything i can do with it first before you then reverse it back into okay well then what are my true goals what's the strategy we're trying to create and then how do we take the best feature sets from the platforms to be able to turn that into you know the best um deployment plan on social.
0: Absolutely. Very well put. So before we get in uh, today, the topic of today's conversation is how do you promote a live event in a, an increasingly digital and social world? But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Melody Tao of Marketing Melody and uh, her in- involvement next week?
1: Yes. So uh, funny story. So Mel- Melody and I met, I want to say about seven years ago at this point, uh, back in San Diego. um, I was interning for a company out there and Melody was a member of the community and we started chatting and then um, it wasn't until probably little over a year ago, uh, probably less than that, when I received the trademark for Powered by Social Media, posted on LinkedIn, and she saw it, reached out, and was like, oh, that's so cool you're doing event series. I want to get involved. So initially we were uh, under... Uh, uh, under communication for possibly doing something in San Diego but that didn't work out with travel schedules and all that so she's actually going to be here in October for a conference so we thought it would be the perfect opportunity to team up and do something together so she talks a lot about social media as well and so but and she's got much more of a broader background in marketing so we thought it would be great to team up and talk about um, the different areas of marketing and how social media is impacting those Uh, so as you probably remember from you know marketing 101 the four P's so product price place promotion so all of those are being changed from social media facebook live is having a huge impact in terms of you know how that changes content consumption also that changes how you promote your products and services so social is having all these impacts on these different areas so that's really what we want to cover in our marketing success powered by social you know how is marketing evolving how is social changing that what do people need to know about content consumption um, behavioral patterns and you know, what they can do to prepare in 2018.
0: Well, that's certainly a lot. Uh, I, I can't wait. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. So let's hop right in to promoting an event. So when, when you first confirm your event details and your location, what are your first promotional steps in the digital world?
1: Yeah. So my first steps is setting it up on Eventbrite. I would say that is number one, just because so many people use Eventbrite to look for events, to sign up for events. I to do. Yeah, me as well. Um, and so I would say Eventbrite is is a critical piece in that component because more people are used to registering for things through there than they are through the actual like website itself. So when you think about you know how people use platforms, how people use registration platforms, um, Eventbrite I would say is one of the most broadly used platforms. So it just I'd say makes especially
0: sense. in the in the business world.
1: Oh yeah absolutely and so it just makes it really easy because you know you can keep track of everything um you can you know do you they have so many add-ons which is amazing so if you wanted to do an add-on for like a donation button or so if you're having a fundraiser or if you wanted to um send messages specifically to attendees they make it so seamless and you can track all your analytics and they offer some really great features that just make it just from a management perspective, so easy.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, I had experience with Eventbrite last month. I signed up for a networking event. Um, It was on a Wednesday afternoon the event ended up being canceled because of lack of interest or, or lack of signups. It was right as summer was coming to an end. I think it was the Wednesday after labor day. So as you can imagine, Ooh, everybody's kind of tough. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. kind of getting back in, in the in the rhythm and getting back kind of, I, I call it the you know, going back to school mode because it's after labor day. Everyone's kind of, Oh, we're here. We're here till Christmas, at least we're, we're back at school. So the event got canceled and I, I got an email from them the day before And it was a very seamless email. It was basically telling me the event's been canceled. You've been pushed. Your ticket is still good on the 18th, or I think it's on the 18th of October. The next one, if not, there's one in November that we can push you forward as well. And I, I was very impressed by how seamless that was, them just letting me know. And then I, I reached back out to them and I was like, do I need to reprint my ticket? Do I need to do anything? They said, no, your your name is already on the guest list. So I was really impressed. So I can imagine as a promoter, having that accessibility and having that ease of connectivity with your guests is, is a huge weight off your shoulders.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then even little things like, um, I've had some people who Uh, weren't able to make it last minute and they emailed me asking if you know requesting refund which i totally understand Uh, and they make it so easy to be able to handle that so you can really take customer service to the next level because you know even in the event of someone not being able to go because you know things come up all the time last minute um but being able to offer them their refund and then you know invite them to the next one uh, that makes it so much Easier for management, but also impacts customer service because they feel taken care of, and you know, regardless, they know they want to come back for a future event.
0: Yes, that the the personal experience nowadays is really the most important thing, and and providing a great customer experience to your guests and to the people you're partnering with and involved with, it's only going to make them want to come back for more. Absolutely. So okay, so we have our Eventbrite uh, event set up. So now, what are your next steps? Mm-hmm. How what 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 platforms are you going to? Where what are you using to get your message out to to the masses?
1: Yeah. Great question. So the next steps from there is I always turn to social media because that's the quickest, quickest way to get the word out. And I personally turn to my personal channels and my personal network because as a boutique agency, my agency doesn't really have the influence that I have as a person. And so that's someday, someday, hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully Gary Vee, if you're listening, um, I want to be you. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, um, you know, when you look at promoting something, you know where I see oftentimes brands fall short is they look to use their brand influence, but they may not have that influence yet. So especially when it comes to hosting an event. So it's really looking at where does your power come from, from getting people to drive to action. Um, and it also is very different by industry as well. So depending on who you are, depending on where you are, uh, there's going to be different you know criteria, different factors that go into play. In my particular case, because I'm in a services-based business, it's always going to come from me uh, just because people know me. They know, you know what I'm creating or they've been, you know, they have attended something before. So even though it's I quote unquote produced by TNT, um, you know, because I'm the moderator and the host, people want to hear it from me personally. Mm-hmm. So it has that personal touch of like, hey, Michael, I invited you and you're like, sweet. I got invited uh, versus, you know, oh, you've been invited by a corporation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it feels a little less personal. So that's where I always say, like, you know, even if you're a corporation, have a community manager that sends out the invites just to add that personal touch. Mm
0: -hmm. And like you said, take an inventory of what you have and whatever your most powerful kind of platform is and most personal, use that to get in touch with people. Mm -hmm. It may not necessarily be your brand. It may be your personal brand to get to get that message out there.
1: Absolutely. And never rely on just one channel. So for example, um, you know, after creating the Eventbrite page, I set up a Facebook event. And so I purposely did it from my personal account versus a business account, but that also elicits two different rules. And so from a personal account, I can't add like, go get tickets here. So the best I can do is do a post within the event page mm-hmm. and say like, hey, don't forget to RSVP. Um, but I can invite my friends and my network to join. Uh, versus a business page, I can set up an event, add a link to get tickets, which offers a whole different set of value. Um, And then I could then invite you know people from my personal network as well, but I still have to the action of inviting still comes from my personal account. So again, it depends on who you are, where you are, and what you want to do. In my case, um, just setting it up as a normal Facebook event worked just fine. But then I still have to make sure I post on LinkedIn on my personal page. I still have to make sure I send out. Text messages, emails, because you may get invited on Facebook, but then you may you know, forget to see the notification mm-hmm. or it doesn't pop up. And then, you know, you may get a text from me and then be like, oh, yeah, cool. I need to register for that. Um, so it's just a matter of like cultivating the network and just making sure you're staying on top of them and you know, keeping track of who's available and who isn't Absolutely. Uh, and all the all those fun things that go into it.
0: Are there any particular LinkedIn or Facebook groups? That you're a member of, that you then go post uh, invites to.
1: Yeah. So ironically, I'm. Um, well, we're newly managing the social media for River North Business Association, and so being a you know Chicago-based industry with tons of members um, and being an awesome organization, as a member, we have the ability to be able to post events. So. Uh, You know, ironically, I'm in the fortunate situation where I can also post to the private group we created uh, specifically for members to get more interest and excitement that way. Uh, But I'm still leveraging, you know, Facebook Messenger. It's pretty much, you know, kind of like the aspect of taking inventory, but it's looking Mm -hmm. at what are all the tools available to me for promotion and being able to promote that way. Um, Some of the other groups I'm involved in are a little too broad and not location-specific enough where it really makes sense to post.
0: Yeah, you couldn't post this invite to a a Midwest uh, message board or something nationwide.
1: Right, and, you know, you can probably research and find those groups. I probably should do that. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, again, I feel like just leveraging my immediate network um, I think is more powerful because I know that they'll spread the word as well. And so, like I said, of earlier the 20% of people that walk in that I don't know I'm able to be like hi who are you what do you do who can I introduce you to and and make that connection walk away and take care of the next person
0: awesome fantastic do you ever promote on reddit or any other alternative boards
1: I don't I I haven't I'm, either I've, I've yeah I'm not it a kind huge of requires fan. its own commitments reddit's very much for the developer audience um I mean, you know, there's a lot of humor and stuff on there as well and a lot of like news stories and trends. But I just particularly am not a huge fan of Reddit just because their user experience is it it just looks like a it's really sloppy developer platform yes um and I, I th- i'm a
0: fan of reddit but that's only uh when i want to read recaps of like reality tv or something <laughs> i just watched and i'm curious yeah. as to what uh, the conversation is and see some funny things but that's really the extent of my my reddit mm-hmm. activity
1: yeah i i usually use like nine gag or buzzfeed or mm-hmm. Bored Panda <laughs> yes, for I'm a bored panda getting fan my well. daily dose of humor yeah. <laughs> for those things.
0: Let me get back to, you talked about getting your message out across multiple different platforms and, you know, maintaining that steady message leading up to the event. Do you use any scheduling platforms like Hootsuite? Do you schedule directly into Facebook? Do you do it all at once uh, so that your, your message is going out or walk me through that process a little bit
1: yeah that is a great question and i have a variety of tools i I lean on for um to be able to manage more efficiently and to be able to kind of you know curate different messages and so one tool that i use daily that i'm obsessed with is called mixmax m-i-x-m-a-x okay it's an integration with your gmail and so um what you can do with it so google registers that as a like one for one but i'm still able to set up like quote-unquote email blasts and sequences where i can personalize it tailor it and then send it to you but it will show up to your inbox versus your promo social or update tab Ooh, awesome it is amazing the only caveat is you're abiding by google's daily sending rules because they look at it as an integration with your email and mm. not as a third party so when you're dealing with, like, a Mailchimp or a Constant Contact, they register that as a third party. However, you're not abiding by any kind of limit. So therefore, if you have a list of, you know, 10,000 people, you want to use a Mailchimp or a Constant Contact because there's almost no way to sequence that out where you would stay under the radar for Google. Hmm. So You don't get flagged as spam or blacklisted or whatever. Um, so that's one of the caveats to know there. But it's great when you're just dealing with a local community uh, and a local network is I can send out, you know, over a three-day period, send out you know 250 emails a day, and I'm not hitting any kind of limit, and I'm still able to personalize it and tailor it and track everything, which is great. Um, I'm also and able- And also,
0: like you said, you're in their inbox, not in the promotions folder, correct. which I think makes all the difference. I personally would rather send out 250 per day and be in their inbox than send out 10,000 a day and be on the third tab at the very end.
1: Absolutely, and my open rates are like 89 and 90% because of that. Uh, and the other wow, benefit, thanks. And the other benefit is you're able to do um, sequencing. So, for example, if I send you an email and then you don't open it, I can have it auto-send you a second email in five days because it knows you didn't open it. And so, what I could do there is maybe change the subject line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I know you didn't read the email. I know you don't care about what's in the context. So I could change the subject line. So you can change the subject line, line too.
0: I know you didn't read my last email.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll just start doing that. Yeah, am getting real creepy on it. <laughs> <right now>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got some friends who know that I obviously use this tool, so they joke around with me and they're always like am i in a sequence or is this really to me and i'm like maybe maybe you are maybe you aren't maybe uh, maybe you're
0: in the sequence because i care for you so much that i thought to put you in the (laughs) sequence
1: yeah i mean i could do deeper personalization sometimes i do it specifically for the ones that make fun of me just to be like yes you're in my sequence but also i'm personalizing this for you (laughs) (laughs) um but it's a great way too because like you know, if you're sending out an invite, you're not gonna write the same thing every time, and so it just makes it easier because uh, you can track it, sequence it out. And I know that's what I'm doing with my afternoon. <laughs> um, other tools that are amazing: uh, Text Magic, T E X T M A G I C, TextMagic.com. Uh, one day they'll pay me for these endorsements. Um, <laughs> we'll bring
0: them on as a sponsor. Yeah.
1: Hey guys, if you're listening. Uh, so that's an amazing tool because it's actually a very similar thing, but for your SMS text messages. Mm-hmm. So you can set up templates, you can create campaigns, um, and it's different than probably what we've experienced with restaurants where you get some, like, you know, 22109 text back reply for whatever. Um, yeah, I
0: get, I get one for Macy's quite yeah. often.
1: So the difference here is you can actually buy a phone number. So what I could do is be like, hey, Michael, I just updated my contact information. Please add this phone number to my contact. And then um, because you would do that, everything you would get from me, even if it's sending from this platform, would still show up as Taylor Gaines because it would be under your contact information and it would already be there. And then if you went to call me, it would call forward to my actual cell phone number and then it would still show up as caller ID so I still know it's you. So it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So uh, it's great if you're like you know managing a personal network, and it's really cheap. It's about four cents per message. So you send out a hundred messages, that's four dollars. Not that expensive. And to buy a number, I think I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I know, right? Like, who can afford four (laughs) dollars? And
0: that's half the price of a pumpkin latte. I don't have that kind of money. Oh
1: man, PSL, it's
0: back. Tis the season. Tis the season. Absolutely. Great tip on uh, Mix mix Max. Was that it? Correct. Mix Max and Text Magic. Text Magic. That's fantastic. So this has really been informative. Thank you so much, uh, Taylor. I just have a couple more questions. Um, Do you do any official cross-promotion with your speakers and guests? Do you tie in their email lists? Uh, Can you walk us through your process?
1: Yeah. So I would say the bottom line is because they're my guests, I don't want to rely on them to work. Of course. So if they want you're to. already
0: getting them to commit to this you you, you don't want you're not you don't want exactly. to ask too much
1: so you know i'm already you know they're already generous enough to take time out of their schedule mm-hmm. to be a part of this and i'm so grateful that you know i have these relationships that they're willing to be involved um and you know help be a part of this exciting thing i'm trying to build um so i don't i don't really ask them to promote it but if they want to and they offer to then absolutely so you know it never hurts to kind of maybe passively ask, like, hey, would you mind sending it out? Because the more people in attendance, the better it is for everyone. Of course. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like, okay, well, you want people in the seats. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to ask my guest speakers to be responsible for promotion unless they want to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I look at, you know, I take up the bulk responsibility of getting people there. As the host as the host because I've spoken on events where they're like, invite your network and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I want people to come, but it's also your job to get people in the
0: door. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Taylor, can you also tell us a little bit about where this event is going to be held and taking place?
1: Yeah. So October 19th, 5 to 9 PM. I know that sounds like a lot, but what we've done is we've expanded the social hour uh, from six to seven to five to seven. I know that's a really important part of the night. Everyone loves to network talk. Uh, there will be some uh, some drinks available and some light appetizers. So uh, we we encourage people to be social offline in addition to being for social once. online. Exactly.
0: We'll provide a link to the Eventbrite in the about section of this podcast too. For oh, perfect. Home.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm super excited too for this uh, new venue that we're partnering with. Uh, my friend is launching a co-working space in the South Loop called CoGen. Uh, the premise being co-generational. Um, you know, to be able to have your business. Um, you know expand in a location, uh, you know, kind of work with different generations, so it, there's a few different nuances to the meaning, so, you know, whether you're a little bit older, whether you're younger, just starting out, the the premise being is it should be co-generational, there should be an environment where you've got everyone intermingling, um, you know, promoting diversity, promoting different backgrounds, uh, so... I'm super excited for the launch of her space this is the first one I know she's already got plans to roll out more nationally Uh, so I'm so excited and it's gonna be a ton of fun she sent me photos the other day Uh, they're actually um, just launching it on the 19th as well. Mainly wow, it's a big day. Mainly because I told her to. I told her I needed a venue. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, so when's that construction going to be Get that then? drywall up. I need a place to host
0: this thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: so she sent me some photos the other day and it's looking gorgeous. So I'm so excited. It's going to be such a great event. Um, you know, I'm super excited for this relaunch and then I uh, can't wait for 2018 as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us all a little bit of insight into how you promote a actual live event and an increased Digital world, I know I'm going to leave this and go check out MixMax and TextMagic right away. So, th- you know, thank you so much for for doing this. Um, once again, to recap, uh, our guest today was Taylor Gaines, CEO of TNT Digital Media. And uh, next Thursday, October nineteenth, is going to be the relaunch of her event series powered by social media. And this event's going to be featuring Melody Tao of Marketing Melody. It's going to be nearly a four hour event with networking and then some great speakers and takeaways and then more additional networking. So, if you're in Chicago and involved in marketing and digital marketing anyway whatsoever, this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for you. I will be there. So, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you and meeting everybody else. So, for my MIA co host, Ms. Elena Van Hall, I'm Michael Dennis. Um, Every episode of the Chicago Marketing Podcast is powered by Mignani Continue Marketing. Head on over to Mignani.com. That's M-A-G-N-A-N-I.com to check it out. And
1: And, uh, if you want to meet the voice of the podcast, Michael Dennis, this would be a great opportunity to not only, uh, you know, you listen to him every week, so come meet him in person.
0: And the one person I think who does listen every week is my mom, Susan Dennis. So I, but, <laughs> Invite but any, your mom. But if anybody else wants to stop on by and uh, chat pod or anything else, I'll be happy to, to do that as well. So Taylor, thank you so much for coming by. Let's definitely uh, do this again soon.
1: Absolutely. Love love to.
0: Absolutely. And uh, anyone else out there, please remember to hit that subscribe button. We have a fresh episode of the Chicago Marketing Podcast dropping every single Friday. Thank you very much. Have a great day.